All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, this is Nate Thompson, and you are listening to Nasty Knuckles. Enjoy. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. Welcome back to Nasty Knuckles. What's happening, Nast? What's up, Rigorelia? How was your Christmas, big fella? It was great. Still recovering from overeating. Uh, okay, I thought you were going to say something else, but okay, <laughs> you were, you were overeating. I, now, maybe I was on the other side of that. You were overserved. I mean, my, yeah, the, my daughters, Peyton and Bryce, came over, and Elvis had his ginger ale. He oh, thought he was drinking wine. There you go. Um, you get a buzz? And uh, he, he thinks he did. It's hilarious, yeah. actually. He, High fructose corn syrup. Yeah, that, which I know you love when the girls get a hold of some uh, sugar. It's oh, so yeah. funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, had a great Christmas, man. Uh, Dad was here and um, we had a good time. Pretty quiet, but fun. Nice. It was a great one. Glad it's uh, it's over with and the, the, all the stress and buildup yes. of it. Goes um, quick, though, man. Yeah, it goes quick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy that uh, at least Christmas has passed and I think it's a little. We'll smoother on uh, in the rest of the the uh, holidays here. So yeah, leading up to New Year's Eve, New Year's which Eve. I'll be in bed by ten p.m. You won't even see it. You will <laughs> yeah. not see the ball drop. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. 
You were right about that, Nast. Oh, man. What do we got in uh, Hockey World? A uh, lot of COVID. A lot of COVID. A lot of COVID, they're well, saying. Omnicron? The Omni, Omni, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but that's that's what we seem to be having a lot of. Um, uh, in all seriousness, don't want to make light of it, but uh, I loved Stevie Eisman's quick little interview. Loved it as well. Uh, it, d- Got to ask some hard z- questions. Zero disrespect as 100%. he was saying it, and he, he made that a point. But, um, you know, the NFL went to the policy of only checking if you have uh, symptoms, which seems to make sense because of course uh, talking to the guys that are we're going to get into here in a minute that have tested positive, they don't even have symptoms. So yeah. it's, it's you know, it again, not making light of it because some people have, have been really sick and it's it's – Nothing to, to joke about, but at the same time, these elite athletes are, uh, you know, all this is happening. U.S. forfeited a game today at the World Championship, and uh, it's just, it's it's getting wild here. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's becoming a little uh, excessive, especially with the testing. These guys are vaccinated, essentially living in a bubble anyways. Yeah. Um, if they don't have symptoms, I mean... Like, like let them play? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, right? I mean, that's what you do with any other... Um, condition if you didn't have to test and then test positive for right. it. So, um, unfortunately, the Flyers are out uh, five guys, Ellis being one of them, who's already on the shelf. So, uh, Hart, Ellis, Couturier, Lots, and Broussard. They yep. get back Frost and Hazy. Um, so thank goodness. Yeah, no, get no kidding. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, obviously shorthanded uh, going on the the Western swing here. Yeah, three games and four nights. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be challenging for him, especially coming off. Uh, I don't know how many days it's been now. Six seems like forever six, since I've watched a, n- a National Hockey League game, unfortunately. But yeah, so they're gonna have to find some juice on the road, find some help from yep. a couple of their call ups. Obviously, someone's yep. got to step up. A few guys have to step up. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But unfortunate with the COVID stuff, it's just plagued. I mean, not just the Flyers, obviously. Yeah. Um, around the NHL and other. Other parts of the hockey world as well. So uh, it is what it is. You're going to have to uh, deal with it. And hopefully they can change their policies around that and just not overly test these guys. You know, if, if you're sick and and got symptoms, obviously. Right. But right. Uh, enough with this, uh, you know, healthy until proven sick. Or sick until proven healthy type right. of deal. You know what I mean? And yeah. we got to move on. So that's just my opinion. Uh, but echoing what Steve Eisenman is saying there. Yeah. And then uh, in, in Seattle... Our boys and girls, uh, fans of Philly, fans of Philly are there, out there. Right we now. miss you. I wish I was on a bird heading out there now. No, I'd love yeah. to be there, but uh, it'd be a cool trip to be a part of for yep. sure. Yep. Um, we, but uh, we'll join them again here, maybe for a couple more. Yeah, they're coming up in Long Island and uh, Nashville. We know about Smashville for sure, but what a great time we had in oh, Arizona, yeah. man! That was awesome. That yeah. was awesome. Looking forward to the next one. 500 fans, Nashville. Yes. March 27th, Nast. I'm ready. You better be ready. I'm ready. Sudsy says he wants to come. His birthday's the 28th. Oh, my God. And I said, you are not allowed. Bring him in? No. <laughs> Bring him <laughs> <Not> in. <a> chance. <laughs> oh, Do a special dude. edition pod right at the bar oh, with 500 Lord. Philly fans. Oh, boy. That would be fun. That would be fun. Right on. Well, looking forward to... That trip, obviously. Yeah. And then sure. uh, there's a couple more in there in between. We're not sure if we're going to be a part of, but definitely the March 27th in Nashville. Yes. All right, Nas. I think we're ready to rock. Episode 55 with our boy, Nate Thompson. Nate Dog. 
This episode was presented to you by Curaleaf, a Pennsylvania medical marijuana dispensary, 12 locations, amazing, knowledgeable staff. They got all your cannabis goods, Nast. I know you partake when you're feeling a little stressed, you're struggling with sleep. I may. You may. <laughs> <laughs> no, you may they're dabble. great. They're great. I may, yes. But, uh, I do. you know, whether you're in got a pain management issue, sleep issue, disease state, you name it, there's 22 uh, medical conditions. You can apply for a medical card in Pennsylvania. So check them out. Curaleaf, curaleaf.com. Great medical marijuana dispensary. Yes. All right, Nas, let's go. Let's go. Episode 55. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemar. And this week, we are very fortunate to have number 44 from the Philadelphia Flyers, our main man, Nate Thompson. Nate, Tomer, I just want to call you Nate Dog. <laughs> I, I just want to so bad. I know that's probably not your nickname. Uh, we heard actually something else Riley might bring up in a minute. But uh, Nate, thanks so much, man, for uh, jumping on with us, brother. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, boys. Um, yeah, I, I have heard Nate Dog a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you're, 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 more, you're more than welcome to call me. <laughs> I love it. I love that, yeah. Nate Dog. I've been calling you that all you. day, and they're like, is that, that's what the boys call? I'm like, I don't think so, but that's what I'm fucking calling them today. <laughs> no, nah, man. Well, we, I, I, hey, when I finally did get to meet you, I've watched you for years. I, I You were just saying uh, jokingly, uh, you know, oh man, I'm old, dude. I'm old, bro. I I remember you when you first came in. Uh, we were talking about this as well. You were in Providence playing your first pro games, anyway, uh, right out yeah. of junior, and, and it was the lockout year. What it was? Uh, I know you were in junior most of that year, but uh, the league was unbelievable that year. Um, I mean, the team you you came and joined there. I mean, Bergeron. I mean, all those guys. You can go down the list. But uh, anyway, I've known about you a long time. I finally got the really meet you with snoop dog well oh, snoop dog. not really with snoop but kind of fits snoop dog. snoop dog and nate dog <laughs> yeah right but uh anyway kind man of, kind of yeah yeah kind of uh what's going on what are you up to right now well right now i'm in uh i'm in la right now um doing my you know physical therapy here um you know there's a uh physical therapy place called elite ortho sport that um that i that I went to when I had a previous surgery done in 2016. And, um, you know, so after I had the surgery, I had the surgery out in Vail, Colorado, with, uh, Dr. Peter Millett and, um, everything's good. I mean, it was a successful surgery. Everything's been, you know, moving along well. And, you know, I'm about, you know, a month into rehab now in PT and, it's kind of an exciting day. You know, I got my sling off today, so I'm wearing that <laughs> oh, anymore, which is nice. It's a big step. Um, that is. The big step, big step. So, yeah, so I'm out here, and, um, you know, uh, you know, my girlfriend lives out here, so I'm kind of staying with her right now, and uh, she was kind of help helping, uh, you know, nursing me back to health a little bit for the first couple of weeks. Because the first couple of weeks is kind of rough, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, there was some – I, I needed some help in, in some different areas, whether, whether it was taking a shower or whatever it was, you know, so <laughs> yeah, uh, she was helpful there. She was helpful there, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, so I'm out here, uh, doing my PT and, and hopefully, um, you know, as things move along and progress, I can get back to Philly, get skating, get back with the boys soon. Yeah. I know they're missing you, man. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how is the, how is the recovery coming along? I know you said you got your sling off. Is, is everything on, on schedule? I had a schedule. Yeah, I, I, 
I mean, I, I like to think ahead of schedule. You know, it's 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 crazy nowadays with these surgeries and, and what's going on. I mean, I, I know for for me, I, you know, I had my surgery in Vail, and um, the next morning I was already doing PT. They already had me moving my wow. shoulder the next morning, and it's just. Uh, just how how it is these days you know and how fast they want things moving and, it, and it's it's pretty cool but uh yeah i like to think i'm ahead of schedule and you know i'm going um six days a week and um just trying to you know just trying to get back as fast as i can you know it's not fun being out uh, i've been in this situation before luckily so i kind of know what to expect but at the same time it's uh it's it's not the best situation especially you know when you're an athlete or you know uh a professional you know you want to be you know you want to be in the trenches with the guys uh when you're not it's it, it can be tough you know absolutely 100 you doing anything for uh your mental health and keeping that sharp because as you mentioned and we kind of talked about before just you know it is a grind when you're on the shelf not being with the guys and you know obviously you're rehabbing the physical body but you know you're almost like isolated in a sense yeah you know i i think that's part of the reason um I did come out here. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when you are injured and you're in that city, you know, you're not going to be around the guys and you're kind of more alone where now, you know, I'm, I'm with, you know, a girlfriend, I had some family here. Um, I was able to kind of like, you know, turn it off i guess you could say like take a little mental break from the game and just worry about you know spending spending christmas spending the holidays with you know people you care about people that you're with and it kind of helps um it kind of helps separate a little bit so where you're not you know thinking about uh okay well, well i need to get back there well, what's going to happen if i don't get back at this time and you know your 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 mind starts future tripping a little bit and yep. i think just kind of coming out here and uh, it's it's helped me mentally, I think, with my recovery, especially uh, having a different, you know, a different place to go rather than going to the rink every day where it can be, you guys know, I mean, sometimes, you know, as an injured guy, going to the rink every day and, you know, not being around the guys, it can be, it can be tough, you know, and so I think this is for me mentally and, you know, the things I've gone through in the past with my mental health, this is the best for me mentally and the best for my recovery to get back to hundred percent to get with the guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Well said. And, and glad you recognize that and, and were able to make a decision around that because I think, well, yeah. these younger guys don't really have the luxury maybe to do that. You know, they don't even necessarily know themselves well enough yet, but you know, being an older yeah, guy, exactly. and, yeah. you know, have been, been through the ringer a little bit, um, you know, making a decision like that is, is, is big right i mean this is not just your yeah. physical body more importantly it is your mental health so if you can find a way to yeah. to rehab both and stay peaceful and and you know and tranquil and all that good stuff uh, you, you made the right move for sure and the fact that you you thought about that in your decision is uh, you know shows some wisdom for sure yeah <clears throat> yeah thanks guys yeah i appreciate it yeah it's definitely uh yeah i, I think you said it, you know it's you know, it helps that I've been around a little bit. I've been through the ringer a little bit, but you know, you're right. Sometimes young guys, you're right. They don't even know themselves yet. You know, I mean, I think if I was a young guy, I would. I have no, I have no idea. You know, you just you go, you kind of go through the motions and have no clue. So, um, you know, like you said, it's one of those things that um, I just have to. It's like a muscle. You know, you have to practice. I got to keep. Uh, I got to make sure that I stay on top of it and I don't let uh, let things get too bad. 
Yeah, for sure. So, well, wish yeah. you the best with the recovery, yeah, man. Because uh, you know, you. it's a it's Appreciate a grind. It. You know, obviously a lot of time and effort, but uh, you know, it'd be nice to see you back on the ice and helping the boys back out. You know, they're, I think things have t- turned around there in Philly. Um, um, obviously, since uh, uh, the the movement with the coaching change. The boys seem to be finding some sort of chemistry. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you'd fit in nicely right about now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, within that chemistry. Um, but, uh, you know, look forward to getting you out there and, and helping the boys continue to, to climb because it yeah. is that, you know, it's going to take some work. Tomer, uh, yeah. your, your, first, your first trip into Philly uh, a year and a half ago, I guess, two years ago, uh, at the deadline you came in and – Went on a went on a nice run there. It's too bad, it, you know, game seven, losing game seven. But what I was gonna, what I was getting to is, we were shocked that you didn't resign in Philly. Now I don't know any of the story behind that, but we were we talked about it on one of our shows uh, this summer when you signed. They were like, thank God, because uh, they were really missing, you know, your your uh, style of play, if you want to say. Um, Obviously, you you do a lot. You you kill penalties. You're a hell of a penalty killer. You bring energy, and you you just do all the things like we we always say. Almost I don't want to say old school, but but old school. You you know your role. You you accept it. You do it so well, and you're so well liked. Um, I've talked to other equipment guys uh, leading up to this to talk to you, and just other players that that know you, and and they all they have nothing but great things to say. So we we were jacked when you when you resigned here, and, and it's just something I think this team needed, especially in Philadelphia. You're a Philadelphia type of player. I know you've played on a lot of teams. Everybody wants you, bro, because you played on a few teams, eh? <laughs> Everybody yeah, wants you, man. The most wanted guy in the NHL. Yeah, so it's it's just yeah, that's we're, a really good way to look at it. <laughs> but seriously, we we were we were so jacked uh, in one of our pre uh, season shows. We we were talking about that uh, getting you back. We're uh, was it something you were like excited about? I mean, I don't think you're going to say no, but but uh, it it just seems like a good fit for you. Yeah, I was pumped to come back, and to be honest, um, you know, the previous year I, I wanted to come back. Um, I, I from the time I got to Philly, it was like an instant fit for me. Um, the city, the guys, I mean, everything. Um, and you know, sometimes things just don't work out with with free agency, right? It happened right. so fast. It was a weird year, weird a weird uh, free agency with, um, you know, what it was in October. I don't know when it was in October. Was so, sometime, yeah, yeah. so strange. Yeah, it, 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 it was strange, right? And it was it was a short one, and it was like there was a lot a lot of uh, time to talk with teams. So you know, as an older guy, you know, it was can't really turn down a deal and wait on another team and all those things, and it's and you know, like I said, it was just a weird year and it just didn't work out. And unfortunately, uh, this past off season, um, you know, major was able to talk to Chuck again and we, and we got it done pretty quickly. And, and I was ecstatic because, um, yeah, I, I love the city. I, I love, I, I loved everything about Philly. I mean, it was, it was like, like, like you said, you know, I, I'm the type of guy that's, I, I consider myself more of a blue collar guy. And, yeah. you know, I came, I, I came from that, you know, you know, growing up in Alaska and, and Philly kind of reminds me of that with the people and, and, uh, how passionate they are about their sports, which I've learned very quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, so I've, unfortunately the, you know, previous year, you know, our season got cut short because of the pause and then the bubble. And then, 
unfortunately now I'm hurt and I'm not with the team, but, um, you know, it's, it's still, it's, it's been a great, great place. And, and I, I've loved it here. I mean, it's a great group of guys. Like I said, it's, it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun to be a part of the Philadelphia Flyers. And it seems like, you know, throughout your career, you've moved around a bunch. Um, and, and it seems like you're going where teams are trying to build out their fourth line with a, you know, obviously a glue guy and a guy that wins face-offs and kills penalties. But it seems like, you know, everywhere you've gone from what I've read, um, it seems to be like the same story that like they're looking to, you know, to, to say stack, to build up their fourth line, add, add some more depth and, and grit and character and all that good stuff. You know, it's not surprising you landed up in Philly the first time. And then it's certainly not surprising that you landed up in Philly the, a second time. Cause you know, you, you, you definitely embody what flyers hockey is all about in, in so many different ways. So, you know, for me, like Nasty was saying, like when we talked about this, like last, you know, last year it was just missing that and that, that energy, that spark, that sandpaper. So, you know, it was it was it was really nice to see you back uh, in, in Philly for that reason because you know, God knows, you know, the fans just want something to cheer for, you know, and it's just the hard work, like you said, it's that blue collar attitude, it's it's the grind, showing up every night and and and, and doing the intangibles, right? It's not always about fighting or the big hit, but it's it's just getting greasy and you know winning those hard face offs and and killing those tough penalties and you know, all that good stuff. So um, you know, it's. Uh, it's nice to see you back, and 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 I'd like to think that you're you're going to be around, uh, you know, for this push, the playoff push, and, and some. So, yeah, um, you just uh, you know you just embody, you embody it so well, and um, you know, looking back on your career, like you know, Nasty talked about it at the start, and you know, it was you know I I remember uh, playing against you early, but it was it was my first year in Philly, two thousand four, two thousand five lockout, and you come out of. The Western Hockey League and landed up, I think, suiting up eleven games in the AHL playoffs, which is pretty impressive. Coming right out of juniors and and, yeah. and you know and and being on a, a good team, right? I mean, Providence was a a good team, um, and we landed up beating you guys in the in the semifinals there. But uh, talk about your experience then. I mean, coming out of Western Hockey League in pro hockey, you know, it was that year the best league in the world, in my opinion. Um, and then to suit up eleven 100%. AHL games is pretty impressive. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a whirlwind. I remember cause it was my 20 year old year, um, in the Western hockey league being at, being at the full lockout season, right. Everyone kind of got held back in whatever league they were because there was no NHL. And I remember getting a call to my agent saying, you know, Providence wants to sign you to, uh, what it would have been, um, an ATO to come to Providence. Right. And, and to be honest, I expected just to come to Providence practice, you know, be around the, the playoff run and I think someone got I can't remember someone got hurt or whatever it may be but I, you know I just I put my head down I didn't say a fucking word when I got there right? <laughs> it was like and just worked hard in practice and eventually um I remember we think it was my first game was against it was against Lowell and the guy got in the lineup and you know just tried to do the intangibles of what um playing on the fourth line, right? I was 20 years old, and I remember, I think, hit, had a big hit in the first period, and then at the end of the game, I think we ended up losing. I don't know which game it was, and I think we got into, there was obviously a lot more fighting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, right. Goats. And I think I got I think I got tied up with, like, Commodore, so a, a big guy, and I was only 20 years old and hadn't fought that much at this point. So 
and just kind of, you know, got in the good graces of the coaches then. And they, and we started going a little bit of a run and they kept me in the lineup and, um, it was awesome though. I mean, you were right. I mean, that, 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 to me, that was like when I was playing in those playoffs, that to me, that was the NHL because, you know, it, there were so many guys like I'm coming out of junior and I'm seeing all these guys that are regular NHLers that are playing in the American hockey league now. And I'm like, this, this is unbelievable. And then, yeah. you know, and then just the series we had against you guys and just, you know, I mean, playing when I was, you know, playing with Colt Moore and, you know, right. on my line, on my line and seeing all the fights and then at warmups and guys, <laughs> are just, guys are sticking each other. And I'm like talking about it right now because I, I kind of miss it. Like that was fun. You know, like I was like, it was kind of like a highlight of my career, even though it was the beginning and it was an American hockey league. But that to me was, um, I think to, for me, it was a real big, uh, eye opener. I think to, for me to like, okay, if I want to make it, I have to play a certain way and I'm going to have to change my game a little bit. I'm going to have to be really good at these little things to be able to have a, you know, a really good professional career. And, and playing in those however many games it was and getting that that taste of what it's like and you know at such a you know 20 years old coming out of junior during that lockout season and it kind of put me ahead of the kind of put me ahead of the game a little bit going into my first full year pro and, and kind of like applying myself and knowing what I need to do to you know to move on and and, and get a get a job in the NHL. Yeah, it's um I got a, I got a question about that now. Did you dye your hair with with the I boys? Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, you remember that? Have, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was so fucking I mean, bad. How, so but bad. how do you not be in a 20 like Of course you have did, to. Did, did Brent Thompson hold you down and make you do it or did you just say all right boys, I'm doing it. Tomer. <laughs> I th- I think I think Tomer or I think I think uh it was either like Brendan Walsh, Walsh or like yeah. 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 Walsh or like it was Colton Moore. I think it was before my first game in Lowell. And they were like, Hey, listen, you need to go fucking dye your hair right now. <laughs> I think great. it was before my first game. I think they said, you need to go dye your hair right now. Or like, you're not gonna like you, that's, you have to get it dyed before you play. <laughs> oh, and geez. so I, I went, I went and got my, I think I went and got my hair dyed like the day of the game before the games. Like they made me go do it. So, but you know, I, I, obviously, obviously I was going to do whatever. I mean, if they told me to shave all my body hair, off, I would have <laughs> yeah. done that. I would have done that too. You know what I mean? So whatever it takes. It was, it's funny. Uh, Tom, I, so I watched Brent Thompson. So I was in, I started in, I was lucky enough out of college. I started in the national league. My dad was a trainer for a long time. So I kind of, I got my foot in the door that way. So I was in Florida with the Florida Panthers my first year. And then I came to Philly was here for 25 years. Uh, but I did do eight years with the Phantoms. Uh, as I went from the assistant and I went to the head guy with the Phantoms for like eight years and then the Flyers from then on until uh, actually the year you came, I just missed you. Uh, yeah. But I remember when you guys were doing that and we had had a player that was your assistant coach, Murr. I called him Murr Dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Murr. Oh, yeah. yeah, Murr. So yeah. Murr, so I, I'm talking to Murr in the uh, – in the hallway and I see Brent Thompson come out and he's got his, he's got what little Harry had let, you know, diet, you know, it's, it's diet or mohawk. I can't remember exactly, but I said, uh, holy fuck. I said, Thomas got his uh, head shaved. He goes, who, two people? And I said, what? He goes, yeah, it's his nickname, two people. And I said, why? He goes, cause one person can't be that dumb. And I said, holy <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> I said, I bet you won't say it to his face. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I told I told Tomer that when he was, uh, well, he's still working with the Islanders, I think, but a few years ago when he was an assistant with the uh, Islanders, I, I said, you know, fucking Murr was calling you two people. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's that's hilarious. We, 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 had, we had a lot of... Uh, a lot of characters on that team. I mean, I'm sure every team does, you know, but like, it was just, I mean, like I said, for a 20 year old kid coming out of junior, this, I was like, man, this is awesome. I'm having so much fun. I'm just trying to soak it all in, shut my mouth and just follow the boys around and have a good time. And uh, I did, we had a great time, but yeah, I mean, Rob, I, I had Murr for a while. I actually had him too. I had Rob Murray and, um, during the last lockout, uh, shortened lockout season, I went and played in Alaska at home oh, yeah, for a little right. bit. I had I had him there as a head coach too, so yeah, he was he's a good guy. So, but yeah, that was uh, that that uh, like I said, I, I I miss it. You know that that playoff run that you know losing to you guys was tough, but still, I mean, just that overall uh, experience was something I'll never forget. I Tomer, I don't know if you ever if anyone ever talked to you about Rob Murray's career. He was a he was an American League player. He was a captain basically everywhere he played. I'm going to tell you this. Right there with Pete Vandermeer, the meanest motherfucker you've ever seen on the ice. This guy would carve your... Fi- he was like Dr... What was that? Dr. McCracken or whatever from Slap. This guy would carve your <laughs> eyes out, man. He was so mean. He was the meanest hockey player I've ever seen in my life. Really? Man. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, I saw yeah. him oh, put yeah. a I- stick to a trainer's throat in Springfield. Put put a stick to a trainer's throat. Like he was gonna, he was gonna carve his neck. Like I'm not kidding you. Did he get those anger issues figured he out was, or what? He played for the Phantoms. He was captain for the Phantoms, but he was he got moved. It was weird. He I don't know exactly why, but he got traded halfway through the year. But anyway, I just wanted to say that about. I don't know if you knew that about him, but he was crazy. No, yeah, I heard a lot of stories, and and you know, obviously he was the what he's. I don't think he is anymore, but he was the AHL penalty minutes leader for a long time. I believe um, that. I mean, he had a. I mean, I know he had a ton of tens, but I know he was. <laughs> he, him and Dennis uh, Bonvey. Yeah, bones. Yeah, bones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, he was. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard rumors. I heard stories, and then, and then you know, you could tell, right? Like the way he coached, the way he like challenged guys. Like he challenged me a couple times, and we went out it. We went at it. But I love. I love Burr though, because he was like old school but it, but fair you know like he i remember one time he challenged me and, and he really kind of to be honest he challenged me to like play with a little bit more of an edge and like you know stick up for myself and fight more and then i started doing that and i i honestly that was a a big reason why it was because of rob murray hmm, and after awesome. i started doing and after i started doing that you know he pulled me aside because after one time he kind of gave it to me in front of the team and we were going back and forth the next day, you know, Murray was the type of guy where he came up to me the next day. He goes, Hey, listen, like, you know, and, and we talk it out. Right. And yeah. he's like, Hey, that was great of you. What you would do what you did the other night, whatever. And, and I, and I have a ton of respect for Rob Murray, you know, but it's as crazy as he was and as, as dirty as he was, he was, uh, in his own way, he was an honest, fair guy, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I, I love Murray. He was great. Yeah. I enjoyed him too. I enjoyed him here too. Yeah. How many how many years did you have Scott Gordon as a head coach in Providence? I mean, besides the playoffs there, I had him uh, every year there. I so I had him for three more years. I was there for three full years after that, and then I had him again in, uh, in the island, right? The island, yeah. And on the on the island, yep. I had him again on the island, and that's, that's right. When, yeah, yeah, right then, yeah. And that was when we played against you guys in Philly, and I was like, I remember, I remember having games against you guys in Philly when I was on the island. And I just remember every game looking at your guys' roster, going like, "Fuck." Man. <laughs> 
this one looking at the roster like all right i'm just gonna try and get someone early get a get a a fight out get a get a fight out of the way right away that i'm good you know yeah so many so so many it's funny you say that because so many people say that like uh, when they come on it's but looking at the lineups i mean it used to be wild yeah well you guys had a couple uh big meatballs that were rotating in and out right with fritzy cat and uh, trevor (laughs) gillies and i think think goddard made it moved on i can't remember then but there was a few guys rotating through yeah we did we had uh yeah we had fritzy cat i remember we had who else we had uh joel recklich oh yeah right yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, wrecker wrecker yeah uh, and then Tim Jack, Tim Jackman too. He was, I played, he was on my line and yeah, it was, uh, like, but remember that was just, it was different then, you know, like, yeah. you know, it, it, even in American league or in the NHL, you know, you were down four or five, one with 10 minutes left. It was like, all right, well, <laughs> yeah, right. Here <laughs> we go. Out there and stay, here we go. See what happens the last 10 minutes here, you know? So the, but, uh, uh, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. We, we used to half the, t- half the guys used to love watching Trevor and warm up oh, yeah. just his whole his so i don't know if you were able to play with did you play with trevor gillies i never i never played with him well but you, played, you played against yeah. him so you saw <laughs> yeah, his warm-up his warm-up routine oh yeah man you guys would be like you just gotta watch him so i'm missing guys are like hey nasty i need a stick and i'm, I'm like hang on <laughs> watching, watching gillies Gilles, over here gillies fucking flying around oh my god oh man the old groin stretch yeah, yeah. everything oh, oh, yeah. hamstring oh, yeah. stretch he was yeah. great he signed a stick yeah. for me tomer i actually asked him for it and i've never seen someone so excited to sign a stick he was like really i mean it's like he wrote about 10 things on it oh like, yeah all the best nasty. Yeah. oh it's great <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh man i love it well the reason i was brought up scott gordon is i i actually worked with him for the phantoms I guess three years and uh, oh, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. He was the head coach down there, and uh, you know, I'm not surprised why he, you know, he 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 took to you so quickly in the way he did because I just, you know, not that it's that difficult to realize when a guy's got heart and grit and and character and all that good stuff. It's like you know, it's it's like a coach's dream to have a guy coming out of juniors or wherever and, and 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 play like that. But um, you know, Gordo's a guy that if if he likes you. He, he likes you. And if he, if you don't, he don't. And, you know, obviously the fact that you had him for three years and then he probably, I'm sure he lobbied for you to bring it in, into the island there. Um, but, you know, Gordo is one of those guys who's just like, you know, he was, he was, he was hard and, and, and all, I mean, just like any other coach, you just, ex, you just expect guys to show up and, and dig in. Right. And it's, it's, yeah. it seems like such a simple concept, but um, I, I enjoyed working with Gordo. I learned a lot from him, but uh, I, I think he, I think he eventually can wear on guys from just like pushing so hard, pushing so hard. But I, I believe that, you know, you, you coming out of juniors the way you did and, and having a guy like Gordo on your, on your side, certainly, you know, certainly helped, uh, helped you, I'm sure. Oh, big time. I mean, I, I think the combination of Rob Murray and Scott Gordon having them together, it was, uh, it was huge for me. I mean, I, it was, like I said, it was, it was a, it was kind of a big piece of humble pie for me coming out of junior <laughs> yeah. and then see, and then talk, and then, you know, having to change my game. I mean, I remember, I remember having meetings with, with Gordo and him telling me like, Hey, like, do you want to be in the minors and try and score a ton of points the rest of your rest of your career? Or do you want to, you know, make a million bucks and be a really good fourth liner and do that for a long time? I'm like, well, I'd like to play in the NHL. And he's like, well, um, you got to figure it out, kid, you know? <laughs> and it was a, it was an eye opener for me, you know? And he was, he taught me 
how to be really good at the little things and like perfect, you know, cause Murr was a good face off guy and he taught me like, Hey, this, you know, he's, I remember he's saying like, you're going to get more ice time if you're really going to face offs because coaches are going to keep putting you out there and take face offs. And then inevitably you're going to be playing more. And those little things, I kind of like, you know, tried to, I, I really got to work on these things and get really, really good at this stuff. And, and Gordo and Murr were, were those guys that really kind of introduced that to me in my professional career early on. And it, and it, it, it wasn't for those guys. I honestly think it, it, things could have ended up different. Um, you know, they really, really helped me develop and, and, and push me. And like you said, Gordo was hard, right? Like he was a guy that, you know, he expected a lot out of you, but if you showed up and you did it and you, and you pushed and came to work every day, he was fair. And he, you know, he was, he was a good coach and he was a good guy. He was great. And um, I enjoyed my time with him. And, and like I said, he was, both those guys together were a huge part of my success. Yeah. And it makes things a lot better when you have a guy uh, in your corner, right? And and it's not just like for, for no good reason. You're, they're in your corner because they they believe in you, right? They they see what you bring, yeah. Energy you bring, um, but then they're all they also know that you're coachable enough to take the criticism that they're going to give you, right? I mean, I had John Stevens. I think you, you had Johnny maybe in, in L.A. there for yeah, I did for a bit, but yeah. he was kind of like the you know maybe my Scott Gordon, where it's a guy that was you know he's hard on me, but he believed in me, and you could just feel that confidence that helped me, you know take that next step but uh it's it's certainly extremely helpful when you have a guy in your corner that's uh, supporting you as a person and a player and and and, help, and really helping you co- coach you through it yeah i i think that was a you're you hit it spot on like i think i remember like after the lockout season coming out of junior and then my first full year i remember like the first two months i'm like God, gordo he was like riding me like yelling <laughs> at me every practice yelling at me every every game and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, I, I was, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I was here last year during the lockout, you know, like he's all over me, but he, you know, he cared, right? Yeah. Like he, it took, it took me for a bit to realize, okay, this guy wants me to, to succeed. He wants me to, you know, figure it out. And eventually, you know, it took a little bit of time after a few months. I finally did, but things started to come together. And even, you know, which was crazy. He made me, you know, he made me a captain or lot my last year full year in Providence. I was like 23 years old, maybe the captain of the team. And, you know, it was one of those things where it was like huge honor. Um, and you know, he just, like I said, he saw something in me that I didn't realize and he brought it out of me. Yeah. Super important stuff. I think that's just like a lesson for all young youth hockey players is, you know, like just the grind, the adversity. And, you know, when a co- coach is hard on you, it's not just because it's not, you got nothing better to do than to be hard on his players. It's like they see potential in you, you know, and you just got to exactly. be able to be a, a more coachable player and listen the, to the, it. Right? The, the problem is you, you, you know, not calling anyone out, but Tom, are you, you're probably seeing it here the way the game's, you know, turning. Some guys cannot take that I anymore know, you're right. because – they're given a lot at a young age these days, and it's uh, it's a lot different from when you know when you started, when you started, uh, and when I started being an equipment 100%, guy. I mean, it's just yeah. it's so different. But different uh, animal. Good for you for you know figuring that out, man. And and you've had a hell of a career, a hell of a career, and you have a lot left to give. So that's uh, that's good to hear yeah. that the Murr dog had a little Thank bit to you. do with it. It's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah um, we were, uh, Tomer. We were looking at uh, you, you know he played what five five seasons in Tampa, close to five. Yes. So yeah, five we, seasons. Yeah. Just randomly looking, 
That must have been the Flyer. So we, we counted it up. There were so many guys that either potentially played for the Flyers when, that you played with or had played for the Flyers. And we started looking at these names. It's crazy. Steve Downey, Ninamaki, Fridge, Matt Walker, Lucas Krychek, Gagne, Adam Hall, Jones, uh, Randy Jones, Kabina, Gervais, coaches talk at Adam Oates, yourself, Andre Mazaros, Curtis Foster, LeCavier, Blair Jones, who only wow. played play, uh, Tukarski, the goalie who's still playing, Matt Carl, Radko Gudis. That's a lot of fucking guys, man, <laughs> that you played with that either had played for the Flyers or eventually played for the Flyers. So I was like, that's a lot that's of a lot. guys, man. That's um, crazy. I didn't realize that many. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I didn't, really, I, I didn't realize it was that many guys. That's a lot. Guys. <laughs> that's a lot of guys. You're probably, I probably just yeah. went in one ear and out the other, but it's a ton. But I, we had a, we were talking uh, to Rick Talk, and he was on the show a few weeks ago. And um, I've known Talk since I was a little kid because my dad was his trainer and everything. So um, he's just a, he's a great man. But uh, I was telling him uh, when Nitty went there, I, I couldn't wait to see Antero Ninamaki because we had him with the Phantoms and the Flyers, and um, yep. he was yep. just I just loved Nitty. And uh, so I was coming in in the morning, and you guys were going on the ice, but uh, some of the guys were out there early. Who was the coach? Um, they could buzz around. He played in the NHL. Just fly, skate. He said he actually West. had his yeah, Walt, West Wallace. West Wallace. Yeah, yeah, right. So Wallace, yeah. I, Wallace, yeah. I see Nitty going out to the bench, and and I'm coming down the hallway, and I and I yell at him, and he stops, and and we go to the Tampa Bay bench, and we're sitting there, and I said, you know, like what's going on, man? He goes, he goes, just just look at this shit show. He goes, he goes, West Wall is the guy flying around. He thinks he's better than anyone on the team. He thinks he's the best player and he's a coach. And he goes, and see Otzi? And Otzi was passing some pucks to guys in the slot. He goes, he thinks he's feeding Cam Neely in the slot in the garden right now. That's what he's thinking. He goes, this is a fucking shit show. He says, I fucking laugh. And that's nitty. That's oh, a yeah. fin. That's a fin saying that about he's a sarcastic Cam. fin. He's so funny, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you know, five, five good years. That's not a bad place to play either, Tampa. Yeah, no doubt. No, it was awesome. I mean, we, uh, you know, I was, I kind of got there at the end of the old ownership. Um, and then I was there the next year with all the new, you know, cause I had talk and yeah. that whole coaching staff, old ownership, old GM. Um, and then the, everything changed where they got a new owner. Uh, you know, Stevie Y came in and they hired Guy Boucher and then it's it, it, the whole, that whole, the whole transition that organized just shifted. And it kind of, to be honest, has never really looked back since. Right. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. I mean, my, my second year there, uh, first, you know, full year, uh, with Stevie White, everything, and we ended up going to the conference finals, losing to Boston game seven. And, right. um, you know, and then, you know, it really kind of went away. My time in Tampa was really kind of where I solidified myself as a, as an NHL player and, you know, how now I have a career and I'm here and, um, you know, and being there for five seasons and, we had a really good core group of guys and I kind of grew up there to be honest. I really kind of grew up, uh, you know, I grew up with stammer and these guys and they yeah. were 21 headmen. Those guys, they were all pretty young at the time. And it, it was, it was a great experience. I mean, they're obviously playing in Florida is pretty nice. <laughs> playing yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was nice. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a great experience. I got to play with a lot of good players, you know, get to play with Marty, St. Louis and Vinny and, yeah. And all those guys first for as long as I did. And we had a, like I said, our core group of guys was awesome. You know, uh, you know, Stammer and, you know, Teddy Purcell and 
Vinny, Marty, Bugsy Malone, all these guys. Yeah, was, Bugsy. We, 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 we had, we, we had a lot of fun. That's for sure. Uh, but it was, uh, like I said, it was definitely a highlight of career, highlight of my career. We had some good teams and, um, yeah. And I think also too, you know, I was a, growing up, I was a huge Detroit, Red, a huge wings fan and having Steve Eisenman as a general manager for me was like, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. You know? So what a nice it man. was just, it, yeah, it was just a really, really good experience overall to being there playing there too. He, uh, Tomer, I was in, uh, I've been to a few world championships with Team USA and uh, we're in Moscow and this was, what, 10 years ago now? <laughs> it feels like maybe longer than that. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Uh, but uh, Stevie Y was doing uh, Team Canada. So we we had a yeah. game, USA, and um, a lot of the guys brought Steve Eiserman jerseys to get signed because they knew he was going to be there. They actually That's traveled cool. to Moscow <laughs> with these jerseys. And I remember us coming off the ice after the first period and, and Steve, uh, Steve Eiserman was standing just kind of to the left of where we were walking in. And uh, a couple of guys were like, uh, hey, can you mind? <laughs> can you sign a jersey? And he goes, boys, yeah, I will. But you got a game. Like he's, uh, you yeah. know, he's Team Kenny. He's telling you, our guys, get in the fucking room, man. Yeah, right. Go focus. He was yeah, laughing. Yeah, he thought yeah. it was hilarious, but he was awesome, and he did. He signed a ton of jerseys. Yeah, but, that's pretty cool. Uh, I worked yeah. out. I got to work out one day in uh, Tampa with him. Yeah. We were there. We had an in between, and I was in. They let me use the gym, and and uh, he came in and worked out. And I was like, oh, I'll get out of here. He goes, why? He's like, stay in here. So I sat. I talked to him for like an hour. What a what a nice man. Work the pipes out. Uh, oh just... yeah, you know how jacked I am. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, he was, you know, I think that was the coolest thing for me. It was like, he was my idol growing up and then getting to have a, build a relationship with him and just see how good of a guy he is. Uh, that was a cool thing. But a couple of funny stories with him though. I remember, uh, we, we just lost a game in Boston. We lost like eight, one. And this was a year they were pretty, they were pretty the year they won the cup. So they were loaded that year. Yeah, yeah. They were really good. And, uh, it was a regular season game. We lost like eight, one. We're, I'm walking out to the bus with Teddy Purcell and you know how it is after an eight, one loss, right? You just put your head down and get on the bus and he's kind of stand off the side of the bus and he calls Teddy over and I kind of like walk over with him because I'm thinking, okay, I should probably go over with him, you know? And he goes, Hey, I know we just lost eight, one, but don't ever wear that fucking tie again. And he's like, come on. Yeah. He kind of like, that's like a smirk. And I'm like this, like trying not to laugh. And put my, I'm like, we're walking, we're walking on the bus, you know? And it was just like, he was trying to break the ice, realize yeah. like, hey, we're just, it, the game's the past. Fucking forget yeah. about it. Was, don't was it a bad tie? Again. <laughs> was oh, it terrible. Terrible tie. Terry crisp. And then, oh, and then on, on another story is, you know, when he traded me to Anaheim, you know, he called me, I remember it was a Sunday night and, uh, you know, he traded me to Anaheim and, you know, he's talking, he's such, such a, just a class act, right? He's like, you know, I'm glad you're going to do a good team, going to a nice spot in Anaheim and all this. And I'm like, he's like, is there anything I can do for you? Let me know. And I'm like, yes, you actually, there is. And he's like, well, what's that? I'm like, can you sign a Jersey for me? And, he's <laughs> like, and he, he kind of pauses and he's like, like a Tampa jersey. I'm like, no, Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, a couple of years ago when I was playing Montreal, I finally, we finally worked it out. And when we were in there, got a hold of him and he ended up signing a jersey to me. And I, I, I got the game after the jersey. So just a funny, uh, Funny trade story after you know yeah, after right. you trade me. I, I'm asking him to sign a signed jersey <laughs> for me after after the guy trades. Yeah, me. So, that's pretty. Like I, 
That's but like awesome. I said, just a great guy, and it was it was cool to play under him. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, he must have been a huge fan of yours because you got. I mean, I'm not sure if he was there when you got picked up off of waivers, but you you originally signed a one year deal and then a two year deal, and then I believe you signed a four year deal. Is that <laughs> is that right? The way that played out? Yeah, yeah. I signed. Uh, yeah, I signed two different contracts with Stevie. Um, or no, yeah. I guess all, all three of them actually because I re-signed one year. Yeah, all all my contracts were with Stevie and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember when he, he signed me to that uh, that four year deal. I remember I was the next morning I was getting on the bus and he was like, "Well, this could work out either way." He's like, uh, "I'm going to be gone before you, or you're going to be gone before, <laughs> right. be gone before me." And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll see." So, well, it says <laughs> so he ended up trading me, so that, that's how it worked out. It says a lot about you, though, Tomer. That that I mean, the guy signed you three times. I mean. Like you said, Rick. That's impressive. I, that's 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 impressive. That really is. And you um, mentioned that was when you yeah. solidified yourself as an NHL player. Obviously, I mean, you know, for Stevie Y to to believe in you that much is, you know, seals the deal, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. it's uh, it's it's pretty impressive, especially you get picked yeah, up off waivers. Awesome. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, to get get a chance, and then um, you know, and then him to can you know continue to believe in me and believe that I was a kind of you know, part of that quarter of a guy that core there was uh it was awesome and you know definitely a highlight of my career you know being able to play under steve eisman i mean it doesn't get any better than that for sure um i got a i got a quick question about uh one of the goalies mike smith smitty's still kicking as far as far yeah. as i know i don't know if he's hurt or not but uh um was he the was he the i don't know if crazy is the word but like i just remember him coming by the bench a lot and the boys just chirping him and him like looking over he went i thought he was going to come to the bench a couple of times i used to kind of laugh i'm like i love this You're fucking guy he he's fucking nuts <laughs> man like he's a like if you talk about a philly goalie yeah, like, right. him, or, yeah. him and ray emery like fit yeah, the right. bill man right you know and i just wondered like because you got to play with him i've met him a couple of times actually i did the all-star game in 2017 and he was there but it was so funny he had his boys with him and you know you just would even see that that's how he used to be. I he did fight Cam Talbot a couple of years ago. Remember? That's the, right. I but remember. I just wondered if you if he was like a little wild, you know, like uh, as oh, a player. Yeah. Smitty is a Smitty super competitive guy. Yeah. Right? And um, I mean, there's a reason why he's still playing. Um, and he, yeah, he he de- he definitely has that. Uh, you know, he can he can get a little tangly. You know what I mean? Where things <laughs> yeah. Are, wires wires cross and he like, loses the shit you know i mean he was one of those guys that would you know he'd be in, in between periods and he'd be yelling at guys or he'd be like into the game like you know we usually goalies don't say anything they just right sit in the locker yeah. room, they're quiet he's one of those guys that's fiery or he's yelling at guys or chirping guys on their team and he's and he's a guy i think too like i mean you saw the way he, i mean he's he's no slouch like he could take care of himself oh yeah fight. um um but yeah, he he was a really really fun guy to play with, and just an un, like one of those guys too that I remember like, like I said, the reason why he's still playing, such a good athlete and kind of and just jacked and like yeah. always in unbelievable shape, and one of those guys who he plays any sport, he's good at everything, you know. He's yeah. just, uh, but yeah, he was he was a really fun guy to play with, and definitely a fiery guy. Yeah, I just used to love that because he just had a look. Like I'm like, boys, you better watch it. This fucking guy <laughs> looks nuts, man. I used to love that though because he was always looking over. And the other one thing I wanted to just bring up quickly, it has nothing to do with anything. Was I just remember us being there and we had Peter Laviolette. Uh, was coaching us at the time, who was very fiery oh, yeah. um, as soon as the puck dropped, you know. But uh, Guy Boucher pulled you guys back 
I don't know if it was a left, left wing. If lock, it was a left wing, but left he wing wouldn't lock. let you guys. You guys were not coming basically across the red line. Maybe just maybe quite to the blue. Yeah. So Prongs has the puck. Chris Pronger's got the puck, and he's circling. <laughs> and the refs blow the whistle, come over there, and they're telling Lavi, "You gotta move." And he's like, "Fuck you!" I, he's got like it was a shit show, man. The first like ten minutes of the well, game happened a couple times in the yeah, first didn't it? Yeah, 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 it kept happening, and you know, and I just on your side of things because you're on the other side. Like, were you guys like, "Hey, like, can we play?" Or were you just like, oh, "We gotta well, do what we gotta do." <laughs> I remember that was old. That was a famous Guy Boucher one three one, right? And I remember. I think that was. I think that was a nationally televised game too. Yes, it was. was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, and I remember it was like he's yelling at us not to move. We could hear Laviolette yelling <laughs> at his guys not to move. And and I'm. I remember sitting on the bench. And I'm like, it's just really fucking happening I, right now. Like this is really. It's just super embarrassing, you know. And I remember. I remember after the game too. I think. Paul Bissonette Biz tweeted something like, I remember I was dying laughing. He's like, thanks to Philly and Tampa, you guys are chipping away at our escrow every one, three, one at a time or something like that. (laughs) Something hilarious where I was like, it was awesome. But I remember too. Yeah. I remember, I think yeah, it was Pronger. I think another time they blew it down. I think Cole Coburn had the puck and he, and he was basically doing like forward, backward stops with the puck. You know what I mean? So he looked like he was still moving. And I remember him sitting on the bench and Yager comes over and leans on our bench and looks over at us and goes, boys, you guys keep this up. I'm going to play till I'm 50. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I remember I like, I like took my glove and a couple of us took my gloves off. Yeah. cover my face try trying not to laugh you know because like, i can't believe this is happening right now but i think we ended up winning the game in overtime you, I think you guys won you definitely won the game and he was you know boucher after is pretty cocky and, yeah. and you know about the win yeah. but it was i remember lavi was i mean he lost his i love lavi like i loved his fire the way he was but he, he was losing his mind man well it's because lavi was trying to rip off the left wing lock from from you guys because i because i was coaching at the time and we were you know all the systems were passed down in the minors we're doing this left wing lock thing and it was you know lab all the video we watched was tampa so i think he was like uh, you know on his like you know pride seat and he just he, he wanted to kind of win the one three one game i don't i don't know what he was trying to do there but i don't either but but yeah he was um he was trying to puff his chest out and and, and show that he wasn't going to bite into it or whatever it lands up being a little pissing contest there i just i remember yeah. just talking to whoever the battle i don't remember who the backup goalie was but i'm like i i, I literally have never seen this before i've been doing this a long time i've yeah. never seen anything never like see this. it again probably no, probably not <laughs> hopefully not i hope not yeah i definitely i definitely i definitely don't want to be playing that game either that was that was yeah. uh, that oh, was man. kind of embarrassing i'm not gonna lie yeah yeah i think the left wing locks maybe another year or two after that it kind of disappeared a little bit there's still like a one three one but i think that specific one that was so like you know passive i guess you could say um, yeah, doesn't yeah. It certainly doesn't fly in this NHL. No, no, definitely not. You know, and you landed up playing for 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 Guy in Ottawa. I guess a couple of years later, right? You landed up playing two years in Anaheim and then signed as a free agent. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I ended up playing um, three three full years in Anaheim, and then yeah, and then I signed. Uh, yeah, I signed as a free agent um, in Ottawa, and yeah, I was back with Guy, but. Um, you know, I went to Ottawa and things kind of just went south pretty quick there. And I think I was only in Ottawa for about five months and then I got traded to LA. So yeah, but yeah, Guy was, Guy was, uh, you know, I had Guy for, I don't know, a few years, two or three years in Tampa and then in, in, in Ottawa and 
same thing, you know, like a different style of coach, more of an X's and O's guy. And, um, but I had a good relationship with him and, you know, he like, he, he's a coach that really kind of like, um, likes a hard nose third, fourth line guys. He plays them, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, he was a guy that, um, like I said, another coach that was in my corner that it worked out that I got to you know play for him again in Ottawa, just not for very long. Sometimes things didn't work out, but, um, good, good guy and worked extremely hard. Um, like I said, X and O's guy and, uh, I had fun playing for him. Yeah. And you guys didn't have a very good team that year, right? No, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, I remember, yeah, when I was not, we, we got off to a good start. And then, um, yeah, then kind of the wheels just fell off. Yeah. And, and then at that point, they start, you know, start dealing guys like they do, right? So, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens. So, yeah. Yes, it does. And then uh, a, a big trade to LA. You landed up uh, squeezing in some PP time there in LA that I saw. Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was actually the next year. But um, yeah, I got traded to LA and, uh, that's, yeah, I had, uh, you know, I had Johnny Stevens, he was a head coach and, you know, me and Dion foot up got traded together and, uh, and then, yeah, we had, we had, we had a pretty good team and just ran into a hot Vegas team first round, um, the year they went to the, the cup finals. Yeah, really. and, that's right. You know, every game we had against them in that first round was one goal game. I think I want to say like both goalies, their, their save percentage and goals against was it was under two yeah. in the series. So no one was scoring goals. They were just beating us by one goal every game. And, um, you know, so we just, it didn't work. And then had Johnny the next year and, you know, Johnny got let go, uh, earlier in the season and then they hired Willie Desjardins. And, um, that's when I got on the PP again for the first time in however, however, since, <laughs> since minor hockey. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, we were sitting in the video room and we just got done doing like, you know, regular five on five stuff and okay, we're going to do PP now. And I've, you know, obviously get up, walk out. That's what I've what done my whole life. <laughs> and, and I think Marco Sturm was the assistant. He's like, Tom, uh, sit down and stay. I'm like, I'm like, I looked at him I'm like, fuck you. Fuck off. You know, like, <laughs> Good prank too. like that. Yeah. He's like, no, seriously, you're, you're in the PP meeting. And I'm like, what? So I ended up playing, uh, like 12 games in the power play and you know, it went okay, but it's just, you know, not my thing. I haven't played that in a while. I sh- and to be honest, I shouldn't be on the power play. It's not my forte, but it's funny enough. Like we had one game in Nashville and I scored a goal and we were on the power play, but the power play just expired. Uh-huh. So, it, so, so I didn't get the power play goal. It would end up being a five on five goal, but uh, yeah, just That's funny. funny, funny shit. Look back on in the career and say that I got to play the power play for a bit. You I, know, almost scored a power play goal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I remember. So Johnny Stevens lived, comes back here in the summer. He's got a place down at the shore. So I always go down and, and see yeah. him a few times. And, and that year when you guys lost to Vegas, literally every game was a one goal game. And he was like, yeah, this is weeks after he was still, we we're sitting oh, there having right. a couple, you know, drinks and a couple beers. And, and he's just like, Every every game, one goal. You know, he was just you know how Johnny oh, yeah. is. Yeah. He had the eye going. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. wound up. He's like the guys played so good. We just couldn't, you know, we just couldn't score. But that was a hell of a series, and and it was every every game, damn game was a one goal game. But uh, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, and Johnny was awesome. I really enjoyed playing for Johnny Stevens. He was great. Um, 
Yeah, I love Johnny. Just a guy. Yeah, he was awesome. I really liked him a lot. He was he was a lot of fun to play for. I'm glad he's still coaching, and I hope he gets a head job eventually again because he was he's a really good coach. Yeah. Yeah, I like Johnny. Yeah, I think you got a little bit. You, got, you know, in LA, such a you know, say a big market, and I think he got a little bit of a shaft there. But uh, you know, Johnny pours his heart and soul into he does. into you know whether it's his head coach, assistant coach. I mean, this guy like literally lives and breathes hockey like we, m- more than most guys I've seen. Like, I used this is to insane. I used to a lot of times like be like Johnny, relax, smile, man, come on, you know, like come on, dude, be like. Wow, we lost, you know, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. We had a, we had a, uh, this guy, uh, quickly, Tomer, uh, in the American League with the Phantoms, and his name was, uh, <laughs> the, the, what do we call him? The TNT, not TNT, uh, Craig Brunel, but we oh. call him no, pa- uh, POD, Pack of Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he fought this poor guy, man. His, my arms were longer than his. And he I love Bruno, nail, but Bruno. he was tough as nails. But he he just stand there and just get clubbed. He's fighting Goddard. This yeah. guy's got an eight inch reach on him. Right. But uh, we had a we lost both games. We were in Houston. We lost both games. Bruno met a friend that uh, didn't get him back to the hotel on time. So we're all on the bus and we've lost two in a row. Johnny's just fuming. This I mean it was a scene out of a movie. This Camaro <laughs> comes flying down the road and basically just whips a ue almost on its side and and bruno jumps out and he gets on the bus and he says sorry johnny and johnny just is looking at him and i'm sitting beside johnny well we're not paying attention the chick driving gets out of the car and she and we're look. i'm looking at bruno she jumps on the bus tomer now johnny's like (laughs) and i mean she she, she smelled like a brewery. Like there's no way she'd been operating anything. But uh, she jumps on and she goes, "Are you the coach?" And Johnny's just looking at her. His eyes are nice spinning man. right, and all the boys are just like, "Oh my god!" And she goes, "All I know is Bruno fucking rocks like that," and the whole <laughs> bus just explodes, with the exception of Johnny and Neil. Oh, Neil man. Little. I don't know if you've met Neil, but Neil's in the back. And he goes, show us your tits. Like that. So then another explosion. So he goes, get off the bus. So this girl gets off the bus. And we're, we're maybe five minutes down the road. And guys are just trying to hold in their laughter. And I looked over. I'm like, Rambo. I call him Rambo. That's his nickname, uh, Rambo. I'm like, Rambo. That was fucking funny. He's like. It was. <laughs> That's all I can get out of it, though. But just he's so, uh, yeah. he's such an intense guy. But he's he's a great guy, though. Yeah, I love Johnny. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a great story. That's awesome, <laughs> Bruno. I love that. Uh, you know, I know we're creeping on on an hour here, Tomer, and you got uh, you got a family to get back to. But I I did want to touch on uh, on. Um, you know some so, some so personal issues you've dealt with and demons that you faced. Uh, you've been sober for a, a long time now, and uh, you talk about you know the the importance of people that are struggling with mental health to to seek help and and be open and vulnerable about it because I feel like there's this still this stigma of not showing your hand and 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 not you know um, not 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 asking for help and then bottling it up and it festers even more because I think it's it's so uh, important for people to hear that but you know you've overcome a lot in your life and you faced adversity and, and you're still in the NHL performing at a high level around guys that still drink and you're able to you know navigate and 
and, and be comfortable and, and, and still be a leader without having to, you know, think that you have to participate. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, it, it goes a little over five years now and it's, um, you know, it's been for me, I mean, I look back and now my, probably my biggest accomplishment in my life, I think, um, you know, and I always say that if I, if I wasn't sober, I, I would, I wouldn't be talking to you guys today. I wouldn't still be playing. Um, and, and, and like, and like you said, coach, like it's, it's, you know, the stigma around, um, you know, and I think it's, I, I mean, our profession, our culture, you know, athletes as a whole, it's, you know, you work hard and you play harder, right? Like that's the way it is. That's the way it was coming into the league and, um, at a young age and even junior and, you know, the whole stigma around, you know, like you said, it's, you know, no one talks about their feelings. No one talks about, um, if they're struggling or whatever it may be, you know, and, and, and for me, that's what, because I, you know, I did struggle with mental health and depression and anxiety and all this stuff, you know, for me, the easiest out was to, you know, drink and use. And, and, and that's, that's kind of the way people go sometimes, right. If they're not feeling good or, or things aren't going well, you, you know, you numb yourself. And, um, you know, I think it's starting to get a little bit better. You know, I think people are starting to talk about it a little bit more, but I think it's still, it's still a work in progress. And, um, you know, for me now, I think, um, you know, at first, and I think after my, I had about a year of sobriety, I was pretty apprehensive about talking about it. Um, and being open about my sobriety, but realizing that, you know, I kind of have a platform and, you know, being a guy that could talk about it, you know, maybe I realized, you know, it's not about me, right. It's about everyone else. And it's about helping someone. And if me talking about it, us talking about it here and someone's listening on the podcast and maybe they're struggling, they hear us talking about it and they're like, Oh shit, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to ask for help. You know, if there's just one person, you know, that's a win. And, uh, you know, I think it's just, um, you know, it's, it's a constant, uh, I mean, for me, I always say like, yeah, it's been five years and it's, it's a huge accomplishment, but like it, it doesn't end for me. It's not like, I'm like, okay, I've reached the top. I've reached the pinnacle. That's it. I don't have to do anymore. Like it's a, every, it's an everyday thing for me. It's an everyday, um, like I said, like a muscle, I have to, I have to work at it. I have to work on my recovery. I have to work on my mental health and I have to make sure that I'm in a good place because if I'm not, then, you know, I'm not going to be the best version of myself to my teammates, um, you know, whoever it is, especially my son, my family, you know, everyone. Um, and you know, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, we have one life and you want to live it the right way. And, um, you know, I think, you know, being able to talk about your feelings and talk about your mental health and being open about it, you know, that's to me, like that's, that's being brave and that's bringing courage and knowing that, you know, like everyone says, knowing it's, it's, it's okay not to be okay. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you asked me about it because I think it's something that, I think it's something that needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about more and, um, especially in the time, the time we are right now, what in the world we live in right now, you know, with COVID and all this stuff and, you know, 
these you know, these poor kids, you know, that are having to do school at home and, you know, all these different scenarios that people are going through. It's tough. And I think the more we talk about it, the more people hopefully will get help. Yeah, 100%. I think there's well a huge, said. huge lesson here too. Like you've mentioned it a couple of times where it's like a muscle, right? Like, like mental health is something that needs constant work, you know, just like the physical body. Yeah. If you want to stay in shape, you got to exercise and, and you, and you got to do certain things like the mind's the same thing. And I think exactly. like, you know, yeah. you know, and a lot of times we talk about this on the back end of, you know, people's addictions or substance abuse and whatever else. But to me, this needs to be a focus on the front end. You know, you talk about youth hockey players, junior hockey players, all the way through pro. Like, uh, how many teams have you been on or how many coaches have you talked to that have actually pushed, you know, the mental health and men mental fitness component of it, right? I mean, it's like you got these strength coaches, you got all these different people in the organization. But to me... You know, the, the mind is everything. And, and I don't still don't think in this day and age that we talk about this nearly enough. You know, not just like on the back end when we're struggling, but like on the front end. Like, let's get ahead of this. Like, let's not just to get ahead of it. Like, let's optimize this. Because, I mean, you've seen it. Like, the, there's a lot of guys that never make it. And it's not because they're not physical specimens. It's because of the mind, right? It's like they're not able to, you know, concentrate or focus, wherever it ends up being. But the mind can get away from you. So imagine if we actually spent some energy and, and time and resources on training the mind, you know, and, and be able to control it. Maybe we wouldn't have to have some of these conversations on the back end where guys struggle because they don't have any tools to, to, to navigate. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's part of, part of the reason, like, you know, like I said, we, it's good that we talk about it now because maybe some young kids like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing meditation or I'm going to start doing all these different things that I need to do to help my, keep my mind sharp and keep me in a good headspace because I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to get to that point where like for me, you know, I had to go, I had to help after, you know, on the back end of it, of getting sober and all that. And I had to, you know, get back to a good place where we, why, why not get ahead of it where, yeah, like you said, if you're trying to be a hockey player physically, what are you doing? You're working out every day, you know, you're working your legs, you're working your thing, you know, whatever it may be. Well, well, it's the same thing, like you said, same thing with your mind. Why can't you do that too? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I totally agree with that. And I think if, um, you know, starting in minor hockey, even now into the, into the, into college pro, whatever it may be, I think if you could have a team that has a guy or a way to, you know, take care of the mental side of things. I mean, you know, I, I always say, I mean, if you're, you know, your, your body, you know, your body feels stress, right? Your body knows when you're stressed out, things don't work right. Sometimes guys get hurt. And a lot of that's all comes from your head, you know, yeah. and if your mind's not a good place, if, if your mind's not a good place, your body's not going to be in a good place. And I think it goes hand in hand. And I sure. think that I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. <laughs> And how much of this like translates into your, you know, your, your, your current present day performance? I mean, you're five years sober. I mean, it's gotta be night and day the way you feel, you know, physically and mentally. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a different animal altogether. And how are you able to bring that around the locker room and, and still, and still hold that leaders leadership position, you know, cause it's not about the booze. It's about you as the individual. You talk to yeah, that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, guys, you know, you know, our, our sport is so great, right? Like you know, the guys, I mean, we're biased, but like, you know, we had the hockey guys are, you know, in our people are hockey people in our, in our profession are just such good people. I mean, from the time I got sober, 
you know, and I, and every team I've been on guys are so supportive of me being sober and, and love that I am. And, um, you know, and, and guys are always respectful of that. And, you know, I, I'm never a type of guy to be, I'm never going to tell a guy, Hey, be careful of your drinking or whatever it may be. You know, that's not my place. And, and guys can drink responsibly. I couldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't control myself. They can. And it's not, it's not my place to tell what, what they should do. But at the same time, you know, I just, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, some hopefully guy knows that I'm sober and, you know, I try and make myself available to any guy if they want to talk, whatever it may be. And, you know, if, uh, maybe a guy is struggling mentally and, you know, knows that I've been through it and he knows maybe he can come, come talk to me, you know, but I've never a guy. Cause you know, I think with, with anything, you know, you can't force someone to, no. to get, to get help. You know, they have to kind of want it. So I think in, in that way, you know, I just try to, you know, I think lead by example and, um, come to the rink every day in a good mood and happy to be there, have fun, have fun with the guys. And, um, you know, and then, you know, whenever we go out or when with the guys, you know, you know, I'm usually, I'm always, I try to be the last guy there with all the boys, you know, I mean, that's, and I, and I don't have any issues with that, but, um, you know, just, I hope hopefully guys know that I'm there knows that, you know, if there's something they need or want to talk about, um, or need help with anything that, you know, I'm a guy that they can lean on. And, um, you know, that's the cool part about now being sober is being able to be, you know, a guy that's, you know, someone, you know, I think, I think that's what it's all about is helping, helping people. Right. right. You know, you're, and for me, if I'm helping, if I'm helping somebody, I mean, I'm inevitably helping myself. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the way I look at it. So, um, hopefully, you know, a guy, whoever I play with on whatever team is, is comfortable to come talk to me. And that's kind of, kind of the way that, uh, I, I go, you know, I go about it. Now they're, they're lucky to have you, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Super important work. Um, and, and you know, much respect for you to, to, first of all, acknowledge it and then, and then, you know, act on it. You have the discipline to do it. And then there's not many guys that are, are current players that have gone through this and, and are sober. They're still playing. You know, I think it's usually after the after fact, the after, fact, after yeah. they retire that they kind of identify they have a problem and, and they, they try and fix it. But you know, props to you because, uh, you know, you said, you know, I think talking about this and being vulnerable is, is the only way you could really help people because if you can bottle it up and don't talk about it, then no one really knows the struggles you've gone through. And from, from what I've learned is the more you talk about things, uh, you know, the more you can accomplish and more people you can help. Yeah, so Exactly. I agree. Some yeah. real good work there. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. And um, fight, facing your demons, no one ever wants to do it, but it's necessary if you want to, <laughs> if you want to have a higher quality of life for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, no, it's it, it is. I mean, you like you I mean you said. It, I mean, and, and and whatever it may be. I mean, even, even if um, and I'm not saying that. You know, even, even if you maybe maybe you don't have a a, a drinking or drug problem, but you still have mental health mm-hmm. issues. You know, I mean, it's it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, mental health is mental health. And, um, you know, like you just said, I mean, I know we, we beat a dead horse here, but I, 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 I do think, yeah, I mean, you have to, you got to ask for help. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to talk about it because that's the only way that, um, it's the only way things will get better. And like you said, if you want a high quality of life and 
you know, you have a family and kids and, you know, all those, all those things, you know, you just, you want to be the best version of yourself and that's, uh, that's the best way to do it. So. Yeah. Well, appreciate, uh, appreciate your insights there and wish you the best, uh, with, with what you're doing and in your recovery. I know it's an everyday thing. So, um, got to get you back here. Yeah. Got to get you back. Absolutely. Thanks boys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, before we let you go, uh, Nate, we just wanted to uh, just just talk a little bit about the Flyers and and um, you know, tough start, coaching change. I mean, what what are your feelings? Just to get a high level, you know, high level view of uh, you know what you've experienced this year and a little bit of an up and down year, but uh, seems to be in, in it rolling in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I believe in this group. I mean, um, you know, we had a we had. A, pretty, pretty decent start. And then obviously things went, things went downhill in a hurry. And you know that, you know how fast that can happen. Oh, in this yeah. league, oh, right? yeah. it, can be, it can be a snowball that quick. And I, and, and obviously I think there were a lot of games where even the games that we lost, we played pretty good. Uh, it could have gone either way. And unfortunately it's a part of the business where changes are going to be made, you know, whether it's going to be coaching staff, players, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, I had a good relationship with AV and, and, and uh, I'm Michelle Terrian and it's unfortunate, but at the same time, you know, Mike, uh, Mike, Yo, I think is a good coach and he's been around and um, since he's come on, I think he's tweaked a few things. And uh, you know, I think before that he did a really good job with our D and I think that's a huge component of, I think you could see some of our defensemen uh, like a guy like Travis Sanheim. Yeah. I think he's really, really kind of, you know, turned on his game to another level. And yeah, I, I think I it's a huge, 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 huge credit to Yosi. I think that, uh, you know, having him behind the bench as a defenseman coach and now as a head coach and, how, you know, you could see how comfortable some of our guys are. And, and I think, you know, obviously getting healthy is a big part of it, right? Yeah, you, know, you want to stay healthy. Sure. healthy. You want to stay healthy. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, like you said, before Christmas break, I think guys were – you can kind of see our team turn a corner and, and, you know, it's, it's still early, right? Like we can, there's still a lot of season left. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think we have a, I think we have a great group. We have a great group of guys. I mean, I mean, off the ice, it's one of the best groups I've played, played with, you know, everyone loves being around each other. Everyone loves hanging out, um, you know, and, and, you know, I think that's why it was, you know, even talking to guys, you know, we, I was gone for part of that, uh, you know, that losing streak that we had going on and talking to guys and saying, checking in guys were saying like, it didn't even feel like we were on a losing streak because that's how, you know, fun guys, fun guys still have coming to the rink, you know, and how much of a positive attitude we have in our our room. And I think that, uh, you know, I I think that uh, things will get better as season goes on. I think that uh, we have, we have the group. I think we have a little bit of everything in our lineup. And I think once we get healthy and get guys back and, you know, I think, having Yosey now too um, behind the bench and him getting more comfortable and guys getting more comfortable in his system. I think, uh, I honestly think the sky's the limit for our team. You know, I know things went south in a hurry, but I think things can get better in a hurry too. Yeah. Yeah. And they really have, I mean, when Yosey jumped in there, you know, he didn't even have a chance for practice and, you know, he still drop a couple of games and, you know, some people, Oh, here, you know, no, just, just hang on boys. Like, you know, a few years ago we had a 10 game losing streak and I mean, you, it's just like you say, like games probably you should have won, 
you know, we, we should have won that you don't. Uh, and we turned it around and made the playoffs that year. And, and, and you guys have a way better team, I think, than, yeah. than we did that year. Still really um, early. And like it's so said. early. And that's the thing. It's like you said. That was a great point, Tom. It's, it's, it's so early. And we, we even said that last week. We Riles and I actually were in Arizona. We went to that game uh, with our buddies, the, the fans of Philly. But um, you, you could just see – Every game, it's getting tighter as far as the, the boys, the, the way they're playing, like you said, Yosey system. So, like you said, the sky's the limit, yeah. man. They, they get everyone back, and uh, maybe it's a good thing getting these injuries early, yeah. uh, getting them out of the yeah. way here, yeah. and, uh, you know, hopefully everybody stays healthy, knock on wood, and can't wait to get you back in the lineup, big boy. Yeah, thank you. appreciate it. I, I, I agree. I think uh, once uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you said, I mean, I think it's better that we go through this now than later in the season and, you know, makes us better, makes everyone better for it. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the boys can, you know, go on a nice run here. And, and then when I get back, we're in the mix. So, That's uh, right. yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's right. And, 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 you know, with all the bumps in the road, you guys are still four points out of uh, the wild card. Right you know there. what I mean? It's like, it's not even like, yeah, it's not even like it's out of reach by any means. It's, it's no, right I mean, I, I mean, our, our division is crazy, right? Like it's, I, I think it's the best division in hockey and yeah. you know, you, 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 you lose four and you're out of it and you win four and you're, you're right there. Back <laughs> yeah, there. So, exactly. So, so we're going to be just fine. Not worried at all. Good. 100% agree. All right, man. Well, we appreciate uh, you hopping on here, Tomer. Thanks for your time, buddy. We really do appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right. All right. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Tomer. All right, boys. See ya. That episode was brought to you by Mike O.T., living mycelium beverage, the original nectar of the gods, Nass. That's what they're telling me, and it tastes like it. Oh, yeah. Got some reishi. And for those of you that don't understand or know about the, the world of fungi, this stuff is amazing. A uh, huge part of my uh, daily regimen. Um, energy, focus, clarity. Longevity. Longevity. And, uh, you know, the world of fungi is fascinating. So check it out. Myco Tea at drinkmycotea.com. A huge thank you to our man, Nate Thompson. Nate Dog, love him. Amazing uh, career yep. um, that he's having. Still, still he's playing a bunch of teams. He's had success. He's a glue guy. Got to um, have a guy like him. We uh, talk about this all the time. He's yeah. just, he's loved by everybody in the, in the room. He does his job. He never complains about ice time, about this or that. He kills penalties. He fights when he has to fight. He just plays the game the right way. Yeah, and over 800 hockey games uh, in the NHL. Is not by accident. Exactly. Uh, um, face-off guy. I think he's over 56, 57% yep. uh, face-offs every year. Um, you know, overcome some demons. Yeah. Uh, guys in their locker room respect him. Yes. You know, he's a guy you want on your team. We talked about this before. They re-signed him this year that we needed a guy like him or something, you know, along that line. Right. So a sandpaper guy, glue yep. guy in the locker room. And, uh, you know, he's uh, – Done an amazing job. Obviously, unfortunate for his uh, his uh, injury, but yep. uh, sounds like he's ahead of schedule with his rehab. He's yep. doing well out in LA. So wish him the best, and yep. hopefully, can return uh, here in the new, in near future and and you know, help the Flyers. Yep. want to run. Yep, I think he way. will. Yeah, he's the guy. Appreciate you, Nate. Thanks, brother. That's a wrap. Episode fifty five in the books. Until next week, episode fifty six. Check us out. Till then, stay safe.
Have fun, knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 